0: Welcome to The Pactum, and on today's episode, what we're doing is we're talking about the sufficiency of Scripture. Is it sufficient? Is it not sufficient? What is it sufficient for? That's what's on tap. I'm Pat Abendroth. I'm with Mike Grimes. Yes. Hey. Mike, it's a beautiful fall day in October. It is. How is fall, not the fall, but I know how the fall is treating you, (laughs) but how is... Fall treating Fall you. is
1: treating me fantastically because of all the pumpkin spice flavored delights that yeah. you can enjoy, right? I, was I just th- had a pumpkin spice RX bar. You know the RX bars? Those, I do.
0: I do. They have a
1: pumpkin spice? Whoa. Really? I think it's amazing.
0: I was at the petrol station. You know? <laughs> the
1: petrol station. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right by the grocer. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was looking for some kind of weird fall pumpkiny thing that I would buy for you but I couldn't find anything super weird.
1: I tell you. I yeah, everything is pumpkin spice now though. I mean, it's kind of getting Maybe a all out of Maybe all hand. year round. Yeah.
0: The the trees are pretty out there. It's nice. The, yeah,
1: it's I love the fall. It's fantastic. It's it's these couple weeks out of the year that I will actually go outside. Because it doesn't get too hot, it's not too cold. It's right in my perfect comfort zone. See, if I
0: were honest, I would say I like it. I like this kind of weather, but I'm 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 always you know forward looking, Uh thinking ahead. You're getting depressed. I'm already depressed. I'm already feeling bad about myself and everything else. So, but since it is October, we are going to launch a a little series here. We're well, we're recording in October, right? Yeah. And uh, so, since uh, Reformation Day is coming. I've even heard it called Reformation Month. So we, oh. might, as, we might as well just Take have it be bir- month. birthday month, Christmas month. Yep. So it's Reformation Reformation Month. month. We're recording this in October, so we're going to do some work on the solas. The solas,
1: the five solas.
0: Yep, but we'll do uh, sola scriptura today at least, right? Yes, that's what the plan is. All right, sounds good. I think we should probably start by saying, what in the world are we doing? What's what's with this Latin? So we're going to (laughs) do sola scriptura, one of the five solas, one of the five alone. So we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, on account of the finished work of Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. How do we know this to be true? Ultimately, because of the ultimate revelation of Scripture, the authority of Scripture alone. So today it is... Sola Scriptura. Right.
1: And so we've got six or seven questions here that are going to help us walk through the topic of Sola Scriptura. Indeed
0: we do. So Sola Scriptura is by scripture alone. Yeah. By scripture alone. So what we're saying is, and what people have been saying, uh, it's the conviction that scripture alone is special revelation from God. Yes. Yep. God has revealed himself in other ways. Yep. uh, Natural revelation as well. But special revelation, it's scripture and only scripture. You want to read that quote by yeah. Matthew Barrett? Yeah,
1: Matthew Barrett talks about Sola Scriptura in his book, God's Word Alone. He says, Sola Scriptura means that only scripture, because it is God's inspired word, is our inerrant, sufficient, and final authority for the
0: church. I could agree with that. Absolutely. Sign me up. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm all into that. I'll, I like Matthew Barrett. I'll vote for that. Yes. I Two don't. People, I don't trust people who don't. How about that? <laughs> so, oh, the subtleties that is evangel that are that is that, that is. is evangelicalism. Yeah, yeah, yes. I suppose. Yeah. So, do you think it's sounding better in here now that you have some new sound panels up in our posh? Pactum studio. Yes,
1: It is sounding better. It's, it's almost to where I want it. We're 85%
0: of the way there. Okay, so listeners, we're working on it. So don't get all frazzled or don't yeah. freak out. It's We've moved from one place to another. Yep. We're out of Mike's parents' basement. Yep. They're um, so
1: thankful to have that space back. I think, they really they are. <laughs> are.
0: I think they're going to have the black mold treated now. Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> packed the black mold. Uh, but it is I think it's sounding better. It Looks it's cooler. There. Yeah. We'll it's... we'll have to uh we'll post some pictures once we get everything.
1: Yep. We're about there. Okay. Yep. Good.
0: Good. Okay. Let's move on now. Still talking about Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone is special revelation from God and the ultimate authority. Yeah. Do you notice I have a little cold? You do have a little cold. Is it the allergies? Uh, A year ago, it was the... uh, The the Rona? It was the Rona. You have Rona again.
1: Am I going to go home and have Rona (laughs)
0: tomorrow? (laughs) Well, you gave it to me last time. That was the discussion my wife and I had had last night. Like, maybe we just have COVID again. And who will even ever know? You know, you just shrug it off and you move forward. Forward. probably it's fine that's the case okay Num- second question for okay you good
1: okay how important is sola scriptura
0: well it's it, given the reformation right it seems they, pretty important, they call it right? the formal principle of the reformation okay. so it does divide protestants protestants and roman catholics yep so it's actually a major big ordeal the council of trent uh, basically dams this reality of sola scriptura, Yep. kind of a fascinating read. Here, here are some highlights from. Here are some low lights. Low lights from from, from Trent. I just happened to pull it up. So they say it is also. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to pick it up here? Oh, they have the the, the written books and the unwritten traditions. Hmm. So, and they're on equal footing. So, the written books, and they would inclu- include the apocryphal yep, books, yep. not the pseudopigraphal books. No, yes. I just different. like to say that. <laughs> they reject those too. Uh, but so they have the written books and the unwritten traditions standing on equal authority. In fact, it says this it also clearly perceives that these truths and rules are contained in the written books and in the unwritten traditions, which received by the apostles from the mouth of Christ himself or from the apostles themselves. The Holy Ghost dictates hating have come down to us, transmitted as it were from hand to hand.
1: So there, they're saying that that things can be passed down in the unwritten traditions. Yes. and that's on par equal to the written
0: books. Yes, yes. so it would be a denial denial. of what we call sola scriptura. right? Yep. If we keep reading in that, I I think we actually should. I think it's intriguing. I think so. I think we should know Catholicism better because it'll help us know the Bible better conversely. Yes. So following then the examples of the Orthodox fathers, it receives and venerates with a feeling of piety. I wonder what that's like. Hmm. With a feeling of piety and reverence, all the books, both of the Old and New Testaments, since one God is the Author of both, and now here we go. Also, the traditions, mm-hmm. whether they relate to faith or to morals, as having been dictated either orally by Christ or by the Holy Ghost, and preserved in the Catholic Church in unbroken succession. And one final one just for the gauntlet if anyone does not accept as sacred and canonical the aforesaid books in their entirety, so that it would include including the right, Yep. and with all their parts. So all of that stuff is included as they have been accustomed to read in the Catholic church and as are contained in the old Latin Vulgate edition. Here we go. And knowingly and deliberately Mike Grimes yep. rejects the aforesaid traditions. Let him be. Anathema.
1: Let them be anathema. Mm.
0: So quite different. So uh, it's a big deal. It's actually a huge big deal. So are you a Roman Catholic? Are you a Protestant? Right. Which side do you line up with? The Protestants would affirm uh, the written only as special revelation. They don't affirm. We don't affirm the unwritten as special revelation. Not to mention we could have ongoing revelation. Um, from from the church herself. Yes. Sola Ecclesia yes. is what it ends up being. Yeah, basically, At the right. end of the day. Yeah, which the tradition. is not one of the five solas. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are some scriptural proofs for
1: Sola Scriptura?
0: Before we go there, there's yep. a, there are also others who would tell us it's important because some other people deny Sola Scriptura because uh, they actually don't think we could have extra biblical revelation hmm. so it's not just we're not just sparring with the roman catholics sure. yeah, we're yeah. also sparring with the the radicals today's kind of charismatics yeah okay that you're going yep. to add to scripture not through councils or pontiffs sure but through a word from god dudes with million dollar smiles <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and jet streams and those and such okay and so such. okay yep Yep, now now for your question. Yeah. Scripture. Where, what,
1: do, what are scriptural proofs
0: for sola scriptura? Yep, I would start, I mean, my go-to text is going to end up being 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. Right. So, all scriptures inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man, man of God may be adequate, equipped for, it does say... Every good work. Every good work, yeah. So there is a statement regarding sufficiency. I for sure would go there. I remember years ago listening to Catholic Answers, and they were making fun of people who believe in solo scriptura and making fun of Protestants. And uh, so, but but the guy who was hosting, I can't remember who it was, but he would only quote 16 and not 17. Hmm. And he said, oh yeah, every Catholic believes Second Timothy 3.16. Uh, it is God's word, but it's not sufficient. huh. So I wanted to climb inside of my radio, (laughs) inside of my stereo in my car and grab the guy by the collar collar. By the earlobes, and uh, maybe he doesn't didn't didn't have earlobes, but anyway, <laughs> and shake him and say, "Listen, you have to read verse 17. It just it's your own argument, so it's kind of frustrating. So the Bible does say things about God's word, the Bible being God's word, but also uh, regarding its sufficiency. For example, yeah. in that text, we get other hints of it in other places. Even the Apostle Paul, so not all the scriptures even been written yet, while he's writing, and yet he. He's saying things that are at least anticipating a a kind of the guardrail, sola kind of scriptura in anticipation guardrail, if I can make words up. Mm-hmm. When he says in First Corinthians chapter four, verse six, to not go beyond what is written. Mm, yeah. So there's already that kind of anticipation. Sure. to To have limitations, to not go beyond what is written. It's true. There's we had the apostolic tradition, and things were passed on orally early on. But once we have things inscripturated, don't go past that. Right. Yep. Let's close the canon. Yep. We, We would say that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good.
1: All right. Fourth question about sola scriptura here as we're beginning a month of Reformation episodes here, right? Alone, Uh, alone, alone. All right. So fourth, uh, we we might feel
0: lonely by the
1: time we're done. We very well may feel lonely. Okay. (laughs) What do the confessions say about Sola Scriptura?
0: Oh, indeed. The confessions say a lot. They do say a lot, which is uh, an important point that we're, I'm getting ahead of, I'm getting ahead of us, but just because we affirm Sola Scriptura doesn't mean we don't like confessions as a matter of fact. Right. (laughs) One reason why on the pactum and everyone who's a part of the pactum verse likes confessions. Yes. Protestant confessions, that is. Yep. It, it's because they actually say great things about solo scriptura. They do. Yes. So Westminster Confession of Faith says the supreme judge by which all controversies of religion mm-hmm. are to be determined and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men and private spirits are to be examined and in whose sentence we are to rest can be no other but the Holy Spirit speaking in Scripture. Yes. So ultimately, in the end, the ultimate authority and the only inspired authority is going to be Scripture. Mike, you're looking kind of Baptistic over there. I I am looking uh, Baptistic. Okay.
1: (laughs) I feel very Baptist So today.
0: <laughs> since I was feeling rather Westminsterian, yes, yes. really hard to say, I should say it like we say there you go, Mitsubishi. Westminsterian. <laughs> so maybe you could read from the Second yeah. London Confession about these things because there, there's some really, well, it sounds very similar, but there's also some great things about Sola Scriptura in that confession.
1: Yes. All right. So uh, we have the Supreme Judge. This one, very similar, just slightly different from the Westminster Confession here. Uh, The Supreme Judge, by which all controversies of religion are to be determined and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men and private spirits are to be examined and in whose sentence we are to rest can be no other but the Holy Scripture delivered by the Spirit Into which Scripture so delivered our faith is finally resolved. So that's the second London Baptist Confession compared to the Westminster Confession of Faith there. Um, Also in the second London Baptist Confession of Faith, we have, the Holy Scripture is the only sufficient, certain, and infallible rule of all saving knowledge, faith, and obedience. That's
0: strong. One of the reasons why I like confessions is because of what they say not about themselves. right? Yeah. It's actually what they say only about Scripture. Yep. Yep, and yep. they also there's a statement in there about the kind of the, the closing up of things. It's not continuing on as it was. It says those former ways of God's revealing His will unto His people being now completed. completed. Yeah, it's that's also helpful.
1: Yep, another one uh, in the Second London Baptist Confession is the whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for His own glory, man's salvation. Faith and life is either expressly set down or necessarily contained in the Holy Scripture, unto which nothing at any time is to be added, whether by new revelation of the Spirit or traditions of men. So nothing to be added at that, that's, all. Whatsoever. That's some fire going on yes, there. I'm liking is. that. Yep, finally.
0: A, it sounds like you need to be a... a... Cessationist, or, yeah. or something like that, to, <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Okay, I interrupted All you. All
1: right, fine. Last one. The infallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is the Scripture itself. And therefore, when there is a question about the true and full sense of any Scripture, which are not many but one, it must be searched by other places that speak
0: more clearly. Ooh, I like that one because it relates to some of the debates that go on regarding hermeneutics. Right, right. Interpreting scripture with scripture. So we actually have it. Oh, that, that is insightful. I like it. So sola scriptura. And really, ultimately we need to also learn to interpret the scripture by the scripture. It's a sufficient interpretation. Huh? That's, that's good. Yeah. I think we gave more time to the, to the Baptists than we did to the Presbyterians. Uh, Yeah, we did a little bit. And, uh, it's just how we're rolling today. So if you're offended by that, you should email the Gospel Coalition.
1: <laughs> we haven't we haven't told our listeners to email them for quite a time. I know so. they're
0: kind of we're kind of losing that that loving feeling. We're gonna have to maybe start <laughs> sending them somewhere else. I don't did know. you
1: see Top Gun Maverick? Did you see it? That the new one? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Okay, you said you lost that loving feeling, so that maybe did thinking. they play that
0: song in the second one? I can't remember. You know, I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. That's, how that's a classic one. I have a funny story about you've lost that loving feeling, but I can't tell it on the on this show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's private. All right. We we'll, won't We'll, tell we'll do it then. offline. Oh, we'll we have a special chat afterward hey. behind a paywall. Yeah, we'll put the and paywall to, up. Subscribe and then here. I'll, that's right. Then I'll tell you the secrets. What would we call that section, the verse. The, uh, the, the Patrick. The Patrick. Bad- <laughs> <I don't, laughs>
1: All right, Sola Scriptura here on the Pactum. Uh, What makes Sola Scriptura so important? Uh,
0: How about let's just start with the fact that it's so important because in Sola Scriptura, in other things as well, but in Sola Scriptura, we have freedom. We have freedom of conscience. It's such a big part of the Protestant Reformation that our consciences, Mm -hmm. if that's the right way to say it, are not bound by the whims of the pontiff or... Who cardinals or whoever, right, or, yeah. or some kind of man made tradition. So we're free. We're free. We're not free to do whatever we want to do. We're obligated to scripture, what scripture mandates, what scripture obliges us to. But beyond that, we're free. We can do what we want. And it's actually a really important doctrine when it comes to the Protestants and the Protestant Reformation. Mm, yeah. So otherwise I mean if you think about it people can manipulate you people can abuse you whether whether we're talking about the pope uh, of Rome or we're talking about uh, you know your charismatic sister-in-law mm, you, you don't yeah. have you don't have a charismatic sister I don't know but hypothetically speaking <laughs> Who you know? God told me this, and God told me that, and I have a word of knowledge from the Lord. Blah blah blah. Uh, well, sola scriptura is keeps you free from that, right? Yeah, and it also, at the same time, gives me confidence that I'm I'm believing the right thing because right, Scripture yeah. says I'm doing the right thing because Scripture says, uh, not based upon the whims of someone else or my own maybe weird feelings. Right? On, yep. On, there's there's a great sense of certainty in the doctrine of sola scriptura and i think we need to take it very seriously uh we know what god requires but when scripture doesn't say we have freedom of conscience yeah so when we have like some kind of made-up holiday that the bible doesn't mandate f- to us for as christians sure yeah. But rome says you must or you're going to go to hell or something you know what i'm not i'm not obligated uh, and we also, as Protestants, don't want to start doing the same kinds of things, maybe in the name of mandated spiritual disciplines or something mm. like that. Yeah. No, sola scriptura helps me to know, well, that might be your preference for your practice, but don't don't make me do that because the Bible doesn't make me do that. Sure, yeah. Yep. So it's important in that sense. There is great freedom in the great doctrinal reality of sola Scriptura. Yep.
1: Next. Okay. So when we're talking about sola scriptura, we've talked about what it is, uh, some benefits,
0: obviously, how important it is. What isn't it? What isn't it? it <laughs> sola scriptura is not anti-tradition. Okay. So let's keep that in mind. We, sure. we are not trying to flush tradition. We're not trying to right. get—that's kind of a weird image. <laughs> we're not trying to do away with. We're not trying to uh, incinerate or or, or delete Tradition. We think tradition is good. Let's embrace tradition. Let's. Right. let's we all have. We all have it. We okay. all have it. And so let's think about maybe who the, those who've gone before us. How have they understood certain things? They have not been inspired. The scripture has been, but maybe what kind of conclusions did they draw? Sure. So we're not anti tradition. We're not anti history. And a great example I think of when I think of this is I think of John Calvin. And when you read Calvin's institutes, lots and lots of Bible. Good job, John Calvin. (laughs) Yep, that's good. Also, when you read Calvin, he's quoting Augustine, you know, so much it's not even funny. Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he was paying attention to those who'd gone before him. He was paying attention to, if you will, tradition, Mm -hmm. not binding as in inspired. uh, But nevertheless, the spirit of God had been working before. So what isn't it? It's not anti-tradition. There's also, there are also other things. It isn't, um, it isn't. So low scriptura. It's not so low. It's otherwise, so low. Otherwise known as, I just want to get you to say it.
1: <laughs> Otherwise known
0: as nuda scriptura. Whoa! <laughs> nuda scriptura. That might scriptura. get us, we might get our... Uh, there goes our clean our, our rating. Clean, our clean rating might um, turn to explicit yeah. rating. Yep. Yeah. Just we just want to caution you, Pactum listeners, when you do Google searches for certain theological topics, maybe you want to go do them in reverse. Yeah. You know, first type in scriptura and then type in N U D A. Yeah. And you're only going to get a good, clean kind of hit. So it's yeah. solo scriptura. It's also known as uh, Nuda, I have to laugh when I say <laughs> yeah. Nuda Scriptura. It, it's this kind of it's it's not by scripture alone is the ultimate authority, inspired revelation. It's only scripture, hmm. so we can't pay attention to any history. We have to just it's just me and my Bible, okay. and there's yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing else. We might want to call it hyper individualism hmm. when we talk about Nuda Scriptura. Uh, I think lots of evangelicals think that sola scriptura is anti-history. They think it's nuda scriptura. They think it's solo scriptura. But that's not the that's not the reformed idea. Yeah, and so it's not this isolation. I hate history. Right. I hate creeds. I hate confessions. That for sure is not the idea. Right. Yeah. Pro- Protestants have enjoyed and liked history, uh, creeds, confessions. Traditions, But to, to put a finer point on it, the traditions have not been magisterial. They've hmm, been yeah. ministerial. Right. So they've not come down over us as authority from God, but they have had a servant kind of role. And that's that's good to think about. There's a book we're going to recommend, or we'll put it in the show notes. I'll recommend it. Uh, It's called After Darkness Light. Mm. It's essays in honor of R.C. Sproul. And there's one chapter in there by Keith Matheson. I think we'll reference this book throughout the series. But Keith Matheson, who has written a larger book on the topic, also has a good, insightful point here regarding this matter of sola versus solo scriptura. Right. He says, the doctrine of Rome places final authority in the mind of the church. And the doctrine of evangelicalism places final authority in the mind of of each individual. That's hmm. that uh, nuda scriptura, sola, solo scriptura kind of idea. right? But our decla- both are declarations of autonomy. So whether it's Rome or the private evangelical individual, uh, only the doctrine, Matheson says, only the doctrine of sola scriptura places final authority where it actually belongs with God and his word. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's helpful.
0: I thought that was good. Really helpful. He's the first one I ever heard talk about solo scriptura, and it resonated with me, and I thought, that makes lots of sense. Hmm. So when I did type in nuda scriptura Mm -hmm. (laughs) ever so carefully, uh, it did—in the uh, the Wikiverse— Oh, in the wiki verse. Sometimes the wiki verse is helpful. Sometimes, it's not always. But I, I, I like to see what they say. But it did refer to some evangelicals. It also named Plymouth Brethren. Many, it said many Plymouth Brethren uh, teach views like Nuda Scriptura. And oh, I, serious? I thought, you know what? I think that's right. Yeah. The exposure I've had to many Plymouth Brethren, they do tend to be anti-confessional, anti creedal. Sure. pro-Darby. He's like the Creed in the Confession.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but i and then they also said it's uh especially common among modern fundamentalism. Mm. And you know what? I've been there, done that. Got the card right punched <laughs> and signed <laughs> and so, go ahead.
1: So is this Nuda Scripture or so low scripture is this uh could we liken that to biblicism? I think it is a inco- yeah, that's
0: that, that's helpful. That, yeah, is that it, a connection we make then? I would. I okay. would go back to episode numero uno. No. Episode on, 1 on, on biblicism. biblicism. That would be a good place for cross pollinization to uh figure this out it's, right. a, it's a form of biblicism right okay and maybe we'll say more about biblicism here in just a moment or should we do it
1: now My we can go there now yeah <laughs> all right okay so how does solo scripture relate to creeds and confessions and biblicism which i jumped the gun asking
0: about that but you know. that's okay
1: hey how's it relate <laughs> does it relate
0: so creeds and confessions, uh, at least the good ones, like the confessions we were just citing, they go out of their way to affirm Sola Scriptura. They go out of their way to say, we're not inspired in effect. Uh, only the Bible is. And so when we use creeds and confessions in the right way, they're not competing for the centrality of scripture. As a matter of fact, they're saying that scripture and scripture alone is inspired by God, special revelation, They're they're doing actually a really good job of that. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, Let's also keep in mind that creeds and confessions are us human beings writing down what we think the all-sufficient inspired scripture means by what it says. Mm -hmm. So it's a historical record and it can be evaluated. It can be criticized. um, So that's actually a positive thing. Right. What they're doing is they're recording the church's conclusions about things, people that have gone before us, and uh, in that sense, they're quite helpful. Yeah.
1: So it's what the church has agreed about what the Bible
0: teaches. Has confessed, has agreed about. So they actually end up being helpful. They could be misused, but generally speaking, we're at a place right now in evangelicalism. We need to get back to them because how about this, Mike? I would much rather pay attention to what many— men and women and dwelt empowered by led by the spirit who've shed blood sweat and tears right. what they've concluded about the meaning of certain theological things i'd pay i'd rather pay attention to th- those folks together in agreement tested by time than i would want you <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, because you know there's so many things people come up with these days, and I mean come
0: up with. Right, in the name of sola scriptura, kind of, but it's really solo, Solo,
1: nuda, biblicism. I spent some time reading my Bible, and you wouldn't believe what I figured
0: out. You're right, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: And And neither has
0: any Christian ever since there have been Christians.
1: (laughs) But it's helpful to have, then, those creeds and confessions to be able to look and see, well— Is this something novel, or is this something that people have
0: agreed, confessed, that the Bible teaches? It's really fascinating that some of the greatest—and I'm I'm repeating myself, but in another sense—some of the greatest declarations regarding sola scriptura, Scripture alone is God's special revelation, you will find in Protestant. Confessions. confessions yeah yeah so they're, they're not trying to compete in the least they're actually trying to underscore yes um, and pay attention to what the spirit of god has done in the life of the church before yesterday right in, yep. in, in my life so see episode one on that uh, we in other words we want to read the bible with the church that's yep. how creeds and confessions help us not in any way shape or form a denial of sola Scriptura. Right. Mike, before we start wrapping things up and before we get to where we're going to end, um, I do want to um, what did, what did that what did the press secretary say? I want to circle back I want around. To circle back. Circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> like five hundred million times. Circle back. We're gonna circle back. We'll circle to back. That. We'll circle back. So this will be the one and only time we ever say this ever in the history <laughs> of the Pactum. I'm gonna circle back. But it's pretty funny. So I want to circle back and acknowledge that sola scriptura never has meant, never should mean that we're saying the Bible addresses everything in life. Hmm. So sola scriptura means the sufficiency of scripture as special revelation. We don't need more special revelation to know how to be saved or to know exactly what God requires of us for life and godliness. Right. But let's make sure that the Bible does not address every matter in life right yes and we're a bit of a broken record on this yeah we've talked about this but it needs said right a lot of folks especially coming out of fundamentalism sure yeah what, yep. what did what? what is fundamentalism again uh, uh no, fun, no fun not enough mental and too much damn <laughs> that's fundamentalism <laughs> I think I said that one other episode and you edited it out.
1: I possibly did. I'm leaving it in. Okay, good.
0: So a lot of times in fundamentalism and supposed solo scriptura, but it's really kind of some kind of solo thing. Yeah. uh, Now we say things like this in, in Twitter, in our Twitter feeds. Oh yeah. The Bible is sufficient for everything. Everything. We don't need any other book other than the Bible. Well, I think that might not be true. So it's true when we're talking about how to be saved, yes, how to yeah, honor yeah. God, to how to know uh, a lot of the important things about God. Yes, true. But we have to remember that there is also this thing called general revelation. Yep. Yeah. And both are revelation from God. Both are important. General revelation can't save you. It'll no. only damn you. Right. But let's not discount its reality. Right, yeah. And so we do have things like natural law, see episode 27, episode 52, theologians, reformed theologians who affirm sola scriptura have talked about God having God having two books. Yep. So general and special revelation, both are important. And so that's why we we like the provocative kinds of statements by people like T, T David Gordon when he wrote that article called the insufficiency Yeah. of yep. scripture.
1: That makes people—man, that makes people nervous Indeed. to talk about that. What so, if I
0: told you? <laughs> right? Now, to defend T. David Gordon, he would affirm the classic doctrine, yes. sola, scripture, sola scriptura doctrine, of the sufficiency of Scripture, but the Bible doesn't claim to be sufficient for everything. Right. So we just have to think in terms of uh, here we are sitting, uh, enjoying the, you know, the lights and the lighting and the electricity and we've got microphones and we've got a soundboard and all of these things. Right. Well, the Bible didn't tell you how to set any of these up, how to manufacture these, how to order them online. Right, yeah. We both drove gas-powered vehicles unless you have a Tesla. Yep, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about that last time. (laughs) All of these things, how how to be an auto mechanic and how to, you know, all these kinds of things. Right, yeah. They're not talked about in the Bible, and and we're not claiming that they are, but sometimes— Christians act almost as if they are or we shouldn't waste our time on them and that's nobody's consistent yes that's just dumb yeah so then we end up saying there's a biblical way to do just about everything right you know so I remember when I was in seminary it was all the rage it was growing kids God's way oh yeah you know and so since and it was this whole thing of parenting and there's all these biblical timeless truths and principles and the Bible does talk about parenting but it doesn't say that much about it but boy Gary Ezzo and his whole kind of cultic clan they had it all figured out on how to do everything and yeah. before you know it they're being accused of being a cultic clan <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> and all this kind of stuff that you know well the bible teaches that you let the baby cry and all these things and i think some bad things happened because we were trying to make the bible sufficient for oh. something the bible never claimed to be sufficient right. for
1: yes yeah
0: So there's a good example of maybe where it even hits close to home sometimes. So the Bible is sufficient for what it claims to be sufficient for, but it's not claiming to be sufficient for everything. So let's not make sola scriptura something uh, it was never intended to mean by the Protestant reformers. Yep. Fair enough? Absolutely. That's great. Fair enough. What else do we need to talk about in this episode?
1: Let's talk about some resources that might be helpful, some resources that could be encouraging as our listeners are thinking about solo scriptura. We already mentioned one of them, uh, After Darkness Light, Essays in Honor of R.C. Sproul.
0: For sure, that's That's a helpful one.
1: And then you mentioned uh, the article, The Insufficiency of Scripture by T. David Gordon, and we'll link to that as well in the show notes.
0: Super, and I would also commend to you who are listening just read the Westminster Confession, read the Second London Confession, read other Protestant statements yeah. like that. It really is helpful to see how they—if we utilize those in our local congreg- congregations, in our churches, it really is helpful. They do a better job than most of our statements that we come up with oh, ourselves. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like planting the flag in the, in the ground, so to speak, letting people know we actually do believe that Scripture and Scripture alone— is God's sufficient revelation when it comes to salvation and sanctification.
1: Yep. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Pactum today. You can be in touch with us online. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can be emailing us, connect at thepactum.org. We'll see you here next time on The Pactum.